Many of you know, the past 10 weeks, we have had 11 interns um, participate in our summer internship that we do every summer. And this summer, we actually even added some additional trainings to a handful of young adult interns that wanted to learn kind of from Sam Donahue what it means and looks like to love children like Jesus would through the ministry we have up at the guest house. And this summer has been awesome, and these guys have been a blast to work with. But before I go into any details or specifics of their lives or things that we did, I want to say thank you guys as our church congregation for making this summer a huge success. Thank you to all of you that cooked and provided a meal to 15 people three or four times a week. I know that's a lot of time and money to put into that. Thanks to all of you that came and led a teaching or a discussion or that prayed for us throughout the summer. Thanks to all of you that opened your home to us. I know that was a lot of you. Um, and that, you know, um, came with us down to Food for Kids and served with us throughout the week as well. You guys, as our church family, helped make this experience amazing, and so it could not be a success without you guys. So I want to start off by saying thanks for being an awesome church family. This summer, the interns, most of them are right here, I think, they had the opportunity um, to learn and be vulnerable about their emotional and spiritual maturity and kind of where they are on that journey. They learned about healthy dating, um, financial management, spiritual gift development, self-leadership, spiritual disciplines. They learned about fresh new ways to connect with God through prayer, different ways to look at scripture and read it and have set time to be in solitude. They were able to meet tons of people, new people from here at Wellspring that many of them had no idea who they were, but when you guys brought lunches and ate with us, you know, they were able to spend 30 to you know, 45 minutes with you guys. And then on top of that, they were able to hang out and build relationships with all the kids down at Food for Kids with Sheila and Kinsey, and then relationships were built and deepened with each other as well. Each summer, I have uh, the interns read the book A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Um, It's a book that kind of helps you look at your life through the form of a story. And the author, Donald Miller, he kind of challenges his readers to ask themselves this question, what kind of story are you writing with your life? What kind of story are you writing with your life? Is it a compelling story? Is it a story that engages others in pursuit of saving many lives? Is it a selfish story? I always kind of like to put it this way. I said this last year, I think. If your life up to this point, no matter how old you are, if your life up to this point could be condensed into a 90-minute film that was shown at Hollywood 10 theaters and people in St. Joe packed in that theater to watch this movie that summed up your life, what would people walk away with? What would they say that your life was about? What would they say that you gave your life to? And the reality is that stories impact us in profound ways. We all love a good story. Whether it's a story from characters of our favorite movies, books, television shows, you name it. Few things in life are more powerful than a story. And those stories impact us in far more deeper and meaningful ways when we personally know the characters of those individuals of the stories. People that we work with, live with, and worship with. And if you've spent any amount of time here at Wellspring the past couple months or so, you know that we deeply value young people. We want to see our children, youth, and young adults completely fall in love with Jesus. We love to hear stories 
from our young people of how God is moving and changing their lives. King David had this to say in Psalm 145. He said, generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Your beauty and splendor have everyone talking. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do a little bit of talking to share some stories of how God is moving. So you guys are going to have the opportunity to hear just from a couple interns on how God moved and changed their life in some way this summer. And so these stories should fill us with just praise and gratitude and celebration for what God is doing in the midst of some people here in this church. So the first intern we have the opportunity to hear from is Peyton Howitt. So Peyton, go ahead and come on up. Every, um, every summer, kind of at the end of the internship, I have the interns fill out an evaluation of just their experience, things they've learned, and Peyton just had some incredible things to say of ways that she's grown, and so I knew she was definitely someone I had to have talk, so take it away. Uh, hey guys, like Justin said, my name is Peyton Howitt, and um, the summer internship has just been super impactful for me, and um, I just grew a lot in my faith, and my perspective was changed in multiple ways, um, and how I viewed God. Um, so one of the questions he asked us in an evaluation is, in what ways do you think you've grown the most as a result of participating in the internship? And um, my answer for that was just, I think intimacy in my walk with Jesus has been huge. And um, from that consistency, or did I say, yeah, consistency, and from that consistency, um, just grew my intimacy with Jesus as well. And so before the summer, when I heard the phrase intimacy with Christ, I didn't really know what to do with it or how that, how that might be played out. And I struggled with um, praying to God because I didn't feel like he was listening to me or that I honestly needed his help. And um, now I know that um, no prayer goes un- unheard. And so going into the internship, I was in a pretty vulnerable place, and I was struggling with accepting God's grace and believing that I was completely made new in him. Um, So from the beginning of the summer, uh, I was finishing up my senior track season, and I had one other meet um, scheduled after uh, the state track meet, and it was the same night as uh, the internship retreat that kicked off the summer where we met the other interns and just got to start that journey. And so I... Um, it was def- I was definitely grateful, and it was a total God thing that I ended up not going to that meet because um, I got to meet some of the other interns, and I was just totally ready for what God had in store. I almost waited till the internship because I knew it was going to be life-changing. And um, I just remember at the retreat, um, just we were around this campfire, and I remember walking away with my friend Faith. She's also an intern, and um, we went to this dock, and it was dark outside, and the stars were out, and you could see them, and it was beautiful. And um, we just looked at each other, and I remember telling her, like, this was the summer, and it was our last summer, and I was just uh, so excited to spend time with my friends this summer. And uh, I just remember looking at her and saying I was ready. I was ready for change, and the struggle with comes the struggle that comes with change, and I believed that God was enough for me, and my constant pursuit of worldly things were never going to satisfy me. So I looked at her, and I told her my prayer for the summer was for God to reinvent me, and I was wanted to be reinvented for his glory alone. Um, I wanted to be a lighthouse for him and for him to help me to begin a life that's less about me and a whole lot more about him. 
it was time, time for me to abandon my own plans. And like Justin said, we read a book um, by Donald Miller, and in the book, um, one of the quotes that I really liked was, and once you live a good story, you get a taste for a kind of meaning in life, and you can't go back to being normal. You can't go back to meaningless scenes stitched together by the forgettable thread of wasted time. Uh, I was done wasting my time, and I hope that... um, that just sticks with me even this coming year. And I know that um, looking back on this summer, I'll always remember um, at, as when I fell in love with Jesus, um, for real. And at the beginning of the summer, I remember reading the verse, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And that just changed my perspective entirely because I know now that uh, biblical knowledge doesn't equal spiritual maturity. And um, that's when I know Jesus went from my head to my heart for the first time because I realized that there was nothing I did to deserve him and there's nothing I can do now to deserve him. And um, I desire not a religion or a belief in God, but an intimate relationship with the creator of the universe. And I pray for that daily and I hope I continue to as well and have that desire. Um, So another question he asked us in the uh, evaluation is, in what ways has your heart been stirred this summer to be more active in your faith, and what might God be calling you to do about it this next year? And I said, um, I think God has stirred in my heart for to be more active in my faith for quite some time. I ignored him in the ways he tried um, to show up to me. I know that the internship came with great timing, and I feel... um, a call to serve and I to truly take up my cross like we all should when we fall in love with Jesus. And um, I remember Zach talking about how God was using him at Northwest on his team, um, his cross-country team, and uh, how seriously he took the opportunity to share with his team about his faith. And I just felt extremely encouraged to hear his stories, and it helped me realize that God is sending me to K-State um, for a far bigger purpose than running or even myself for that matter. And um, I don't want to take that lightly. And so then I read the verse, For even the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life for ransom for many. And uh, this verse is just extremely compelling, obviously, and I don't want to waste my time or be selfish with my faith any longer. And I have lived and am still living a selfish life, and there's no way, and that is no way enough for God or for me now. I also know that I need to pray for God to continue to change that in me because um, we're all selfish all the time. <laughs> and uh, lastly, Justin asked, me, asked us in the evaluation, what lens of God are we leaving with after this summer? And I said, I know that God has shown up in more ways than one this summer, and I see him working in my friends in the way he's changed our lives. And um, I know that he's in control and that I never will be. And now I can't dismiss him as a conscious discerning, discerning right from wrong, but a father who is truly concerned about me. And I know that he died for my sins. And the funny thing is he didn't have to. And I did nothing to deserve that. I know that I never want my faith to be in question again. And I also desire for other people to feel this exact same thing. Um, I want to live a better story like Donald Miller wrote about in his book. And uh, I also read the verse... Um, a big verse this summer has been, uh, he says that I can plant seeds and I can even water them, but only he, he can make them grow. And um, I want to leave this, this summer with just that. I want to plant seeds. Um, that's, my, that's my prayer for next year. And um, I just want to thank Justin for being so incredibly funny and making all of us laugh every day. And um, all of his comments, commentary when he's eating. <laughs>
how good the food is. And for, <laughs> for constantly asking us hard questions and not ever letting us take the easy way out. I'm extremely grateful to have met you and to have done life with you. And thank you for helping change me in my heart this summer. And for um, the time and prayer you've put into this. That's all I've got. Hey, good morning. So um, I just am going to give you kind of an overview about the mission track and what we did um, this summer. If any of you remember last December during the Advent season, I stood up here and I um, asked you to pray about where your money was going to go for the Advent season and that we were dreaming about this mission track portion of the internship that we wanted to have um, kiddos be able to come along side us. I say kiddos, they're like adults now. Um, Anyways, these college kids to be able to come and spend time with us um, and be on mission right here in our neighborhood um, and be able to build relationships with um, kiddos and families that we were um, on mission with here. So on June 3rd, um, that was the first day that the mission track portion of the internship started. And I should tell you too, they, um, with the money that you guys gave to the Advent um, season, we were able to raise enough money to have four paid interns that um, worked alongside me for 10 hours a week for the 10 weeks of the internship process. Um, So those four interns were Brett Williams, Abigail Burr, Max Starr, and Kyle Fox. And Brett and Abigail actually moved in with me at the guest house, and they would be there probably three to four nights a week um, throughout the the internship as well. So we spent a lot of our time down at Food for Kids, and we would help um, Mrs. Sheila and Mr. Kinsey hand out the lunches, and our primary job um, before that time, before the lunch happened, because kids show up early in the morning um, just to hang out, so our job was to keep them busy and um, organize games and be able to keep them busy and not want to bicker with each other, basically, because when we're just kind of hanging out, we get very bored. So the interns did such an amazing job. Each week they would plan out the different games that they were going to play with the kids, and um, they always had something in their back pocket to continue to keep them busy and that there wasn't that lull time where trouble starts. So they did really awesome in that. And something, if you remember, the summer's been so hot, and they um, continued to show up. And something else, like they invited family members to come with them, and they also invited um, other friends. So not only were they, like, getting their heart changed in this, they were inviting other along with them. Um, So after we served at Food for Kids, we went down, um, or back, I guess, to the guest house, and we had lunch. And just like with Justin's portion, um, families in the congregation provided us with lunch, and they would stay and eat with us as well. And the food was amazing. Um, And during that time, we just kind of, like, broke down what had happened while we were serving and where we were seeing God show up and what that was doing in our hearts and with us. And then um, after this time, we had different discussions. And um, most of those were led by Stacy or myself. Um, And we just talked about different things, like our vision and our values at the guest house, as well as Wellspring and how we were um, living those out. And then... um, 
we discuss different excerpts from the book Interrupted. It talks about like when Jesus just comes in and wrecks your life. So we talked about that. And then also different um, ways of discipleship. And then one of my favorite things, because I'm a nerd and love the brain, we talked about um, trauma and how that affects the brain and how we function after we've experienced a trauma. So we talked about that and what that looks like and how to interact um, with someone who has experienced trauma before. So the summer has been so packed, and it's been so fast, and I just can't believe that the 10 weeks are already over. Um, when we were planning this, I was like, that's a long ways away, but here we are, so internship Sunday. Um, but I think, too, it'll be awesome to hear from one of our interns that experienced all of this. So I want to invite Max Starr up to give us his experience of the summer. Um, my name is Max Starr, as Sam just said, and I did the mission track portion of the internship. And I think I really grew a lot this summer, and it taught me a lot about myself, the church, and Jesus. So I think that the main thing I learned this summer is why Jesus has such a huge heart for kids. And I'm growing in this right now, too. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So, kids know how to love, and they always flock to people who love them. A perfect example of this is Sam and what she does at the guest house. Sam always loves all the kids that step in her house, and she treats them just like Jesus, Jesus would, and they always come back. Jesus wants us to become like children because they are dependent on adults around them, extremely persistent, quick to fall, and they always love unconditionally. Kids are completely dependent on adults around them. If they want to do something, they need permission. If they want to ride, they need it from an adult. And if they want money, they have to go ask their parents. They can't do anything on their own. And I think God wants us to be dependent on him just like this. Because to tell the truth, we can't do anything without him. Everything that is our effort and our effort alone is vanity, as King Solomon would have said. It's chasing after the wind, and it doesn't accomplish anything. Next thing is that kids are really persistent. They ask for something until they get it, and if that doesn't work, they ask in a different way. If you would give one of the kids who hangs out at the guest house your phone number, you can count on a phone call or two a day to hang out, even if you never answer, which I hardly ever answer. So, um, God wants us to be just as persistent with him. He wants us to keep coming to him even if he's not answering. Keep coming to him with the same thing and the same requests. In Luke 18.1, God says that we should always pray and not lose heart. These kids never lose heart quickly, and they're a perfect example of persistence. The next thing is that kids are really quick to fall. And a funny example of this is I was driving with one of the kids. Um, I was taking him over to my house to hang out, and I was playing Justin Bieber in the car. And I was like, hey, do you like Justin Bieber? And he kind of like looked at me, and he's like, no, it's not, that's not my thing. And I was like, oh, I love Justin Bieber. And he's like, yeah, me too. So, <laughs> so that, was, that was really funny. But So quick, kids are always quick to follow people that they respect. So I've learned this summer a lot of kids in our neighborhood, town, state, and country, and the world follow the wrong people. They love people and will imitate their behavior. So, like, if their role model is doing drugs, the kids are going to be likely to get into drugs. If they're doing anything wrong, the kids are going to be likely to do that wrong thing, too. But if their role model loves Jesus, the kids are going to want to love Jesus, which is the coolest thing about it, because 
we all have that opportunity to show them Jesus' love. So kids need good role models, whether that is their parent or someone else that comes into their lives. They follow no matter what it costs them, whether that's good or bad. And Jesus tells us to follow him no matter what it costs us. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Sell everything you have and let the, be- let the dead bury the dead. So this one has been a huge challenge for me this summer when I've been around the kids. I don't understand why they talk bad about people, pick on each other, throw a ten- temper tantrum, want to fight each other, or yell at Sam whenever Sam's trying to do the right thing. I had to learn to love the kids through all of that and did not write them off or play favorites with the kids that act, that act right. I don't know the type of people those kids are following or who they're around at home or whatever is going on in their life, and that makes it that much more important that I show them grace and Jesus through all their mistakes. So kids love. They love unconditionally and don't realize when we make a mistake. They wouldn't care if we made a mistake. They'll remember your name for years, even if you only meet them once, and they'll always want to be with, be with you. They just want to be with someone who loves you or who loves them. Jesus wants us to love like this, just as kids love like this. Kids can get angry at those who are over them for no reason many times. It's okay that they get angry. I think it's a natural emotion that a lot of us have. Sometimes they don't want to clean, do the dishes, share the ball, and most of the time they get mad when they lose, even when it's normally just. Just like this, God never says we can't be mad at him. But most of the time, kids look pretty stupid in the end for being mad, and that's the same with us when we're mad at God. So kids act like themselves all the time. They don't care about material possessions. They just want to be with someone who loves them. When I was thinking about writing this, the song Stressed Out by 21 Pilots came to my mind. And he says, I was told when I get older, all my fears would shrink. But now I'm insecure, and I care what people think. We used to play pretend, give each other different names. We would build a rocket ship, and then we'd fly it far away. We used to dream of outer space, but now they're laughing at our face, saying, wake up, you need to make money. And I think this is what Jesus means by having faith like a child. He wants us to run into his arms, love him, follow him, and imitate him in everything that we do. Well, at this time, I'd like for all the interns to go ahead and come up here to the front of the stage. We're going to close out the internship the same way that we started it, and that's by praying for these guys. There are, I believe, eight of them moving out of town in the next week, I think, going off to college, some of them starting their careers or wherever else God may lead them. So if you are a friend or a family member to any of these interns, come up right now, please. We're going to lay hands on them, and Zach Miller is going to say a prayer for them as as they go from this place. All right, bow your heads with me. Um, Lord, um, God, we just thank you for this summer. We just thank you just for the amazing ways that you've 
shown up in the lives of these interns, God, just in uh, Justin, Sam, and I's life, too, is just we've led this internship, God. It's just been a blessing just to see the growth, God, and just the, um, just the maturity of these interns, God. Um, I just want to lift them up to you, God, as they go to different places um, here in the next few weeks. I pray that you um, would just put your protective hand over them, God. Uh, just be with them wherever they go. Um, I pray that um, they would just be bold in their faith, Father, um, that the stuff that they learned here this summer um, would just go far beyond uh, just these past couple months, God, but that they would just look back um, and remember the things they learned this summer for years to come. And I pray that the, the friendships that they've made along the way, God, would uh, continue to grow, um, that they would continue to encourage one another um, and just, yeah, just be there for one another, God. We just thank you um, for, for them, for their hearts, um, for their willingness to give up an entire summer just to um, pursue, uh, pursue you. Um, so, yeah, we just thank you. Uh, watch over them, God. And Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I know that a lot of you just sat down. That's okay. I can't think of a better way to kind of wrap up our service than by us taking communion together as a church family. Um, in many ways, today's kind of been a day of celebration and praise of just how God is moving and just changing lives right in front of us. And our response today should lead us to deep gratitude. Gratitude for God's incredible love for us. Gratitude for the fact that even though we're sinners that deserve death, we serve a king who humbled himself, took on flesh and blood, and came and paid the ultimate sacrifice that every single one of us here today deserved to pay. Gratitude for this incredible church family that even though we are far from perfect, far from perfect, we're striving together to learn what it means to love God and love others. And so I want to give you guys a few minutes of silence before we go into communion to kind of have a heart check, a one-on-one, if you will, between you and God, and see where you are with your gratitude towards him. Where is your gratitude right now in your heart towards God? Are you so immersed in your own world and your pursuit of health and wealth that gratitude is rarely on your mind? Or do you need to be reminded of how great God is, because when we remember and recall what he's done for us, gratitude should be the overflow, the natural response of our heart when we recognize how good he is, besides the fact that we don't deserve anything, any of the blessings that he has given every single one of us. So wherever you are today, we're going to put a couple verses here in about a minute or so up on the slides that kind of remind us, for those of us that call ourselves followers of Christ that remind us the significance and priority that gratitude and thanksgiving should play in our daily lives for who God is and how great he is. So let this be just a reminder 
that he deserves every ounce of our praise. So I'm going uh, to pray for us. After a couple minutes of silence, uh, the ushers are going to come dismiss you by row. And you can just take a piece of bread and dip it in the juice. Let's pray together.